It was a really slow news week this week, so there's really not much to talk about. Just kidding. Tonight is January 23rd, 2022, and the Bobby Blackwell Show featuring your calls and chat comments is up next. So, so you would say even if... Okay, I'll let you go. You talk. Wow, what, what happened to your voice? Thank you, Skype. So video games, that's what the show is about. This is that one, Akia Ripper from uh, Sweden. And what's with all the Halo hate, Bob? You've been hating on Halo a lot lately. I, I just don't like shooters. I'm not saying it's a bad game, I just don't like it. Billy OK says he can't be seen in public playing games that aren't hardcore, what would people say? And what up, G and Chad is once again talking about wrestling. That's why it's it's not because they hate the fans. It's more because they have to start from scratch. Uh, hogwash. Later. From a little room in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby Blackwolf. Okay, I lied. So Taiko no Tetsujin is coming to Xbox Game Pass on January 30th. Uh, both console and PC. So that's really the, the, the big news for the week. So I don't know what we're going to talk about for the next hour. But we'll figure it out. Uh, hello and welcome to uh, a, 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 a one news story edition of the Bobby Blackwell Show, where we discuss the current news affecting the video game industry, as well as sometimes reminisce about gaming's history. My name is Bobby Blackwell. If you're joining us live here on this Sunday night, where not a single thing happened at all this week. Thank you so much. Welcome. We do tape this show live each and every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, over at the Voice of Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VOG Network. And uh, I will be trying to read intelligent comments from chat throughout the night. Uh, But if you can't be here live on Sunday nights, I completely understand. Uh, Other things are going on. Uh, Apparently, like, there's sports going on. And, um, you know, I got to say that that, that a a former Georgia quarterback uh, beat uh, the, the Georgia Demons. Uh, much like how two weeks ago Georgia defeated Alabama 33-18 in Indianapolis to be the 2021 college football national champions. I just thought I'd bring that up again just in case you forgot that uh, that happened. Uh, but, uh, but, but apparently another former Georgia quarterback uh, got a uh, 28-3-sized monkey off the back of Georgia, even though he wasn't at Georgia. But anyway, anyway, this is uh, video game stuff and business stuff. But I just figured I'd, I'd let people know about that. But if you can't be here on Sunday nights, we do have a Discord server, vognetwork.com slash Discord. Uh, that is where we are during the week, and that is where it's not a very happening server. Like, it's not a very hopping server, so uh, it, it's obviously very happening. I think it's the best Discord server out there. But uh, we don't spam notifications or anything like that. We don't We don't, We don't. don't blow up your phone uh, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but uh, you do get to find out about things like how uh, we went live here on Twitch on Tuesday night because we didn't want to wait until Sunday to talk about something that happened, to talk about Taiko no Tetsujin coming to Game Pass. So uh, it uh, you could find out about that or on our socials. You don't have to be in our Discord, but it is good because you can see what we're going to talk about, maybe even kind of steer the conversation a little bit. A lot of the things we're going to be talking about today came out of the Discord server uh, because there was a huge news story this week. In fact, uh, it probably would have been a bigger news week had this news story not happened because just about all of the the stories that PR companies had planned to release, uh, they all got pushed back uh, because there were things like that Taiko no Tezajin thing that, that is actually totally real. Like that game is actually coming to Xbox Game Pass on January 30th. Uh, Game Pass was going to announce it on Tuesday, and they pulled back the tweet after what else happened on Tuesday uh, because they knew they couldn't compete with this new cycle. And I am talking about how Microsoft has sent 
set imaginations ablaze uh, and 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 fanboy wars ablaze by announcing their intention to acquire Activision Blizzard King. Uh, the Verge reports that Microsoft is acquiring Activision, the troubled publisher of Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Diablo, and Candy Crush. By the way, don't forget the king part of ABK. The deal will value Activision at $68.7 billion. It's a B, as in Bobby Blackwolf billions. Far in excess of the $26 billion Microsoft paid to acquire LinkedIn in 2016. It's Microsoft's biggest push into gaming, and the company says it will be the third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony once the deal closes. Microsoft plans to add many of Activision's games to Xbox Game Pass once the deal closes. With the uh, acquisition of Activision, Microsoft will soon publish franchises like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and Candy Crush. Uh, Microsoft CEO of gaming, Phil Spencer, says, quote, Upon close, we will offer as many Activision Blizzard games as we can within Xbox Game Pass and PC Game Pass, both new titles and games from Activision Blizzard's incredible catalog. Unquote. And then uh, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella said, quote, we're investing deeply in world class content, community and the cloud to usher in a new era of gaming that puts players and creators first and makes gaming safe, inclusive and accessible to all. Unquote. There are other uh, franchises that are in there that have been dormant. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a little bit ironic, I guess, that we can sit here and say that two of Sony uh, PlayStation's biggest mascots of yesteryear, obviously not mas mascots today, but when, you know, the PlayStation 1 came out, there really were two cute and cuddly mascots, one more than the other, that Sony really pushed as their Mario. Uh, Crash Bandicoot is, the, is basically the major one, but then Spyro the Dragon was uh, another, another one that... Uh, that that they that Sony tried to position as a as a mascot, but uh, the offshoot game from Spyro Skylanders actually is what became the juggernaut from that franchise. Uh, both of those will, uh, if this deal goes through, uh, will now be owned by Microsoft. So Microsoft will now own mascots from both Sony and Nintendo because Microsoft technically owns. Banjo and Kazooie, which was largely seen as one of the later Nintendo mascots uh, back in the Nintendo 64 days. So Microsoft trying to do, uh, trying to get through all this. Now, none of this is set in stone. So we're, we'll talk about that a little bit there. This is not a guarantee. Um, a lot can happen. But uh, Microsoft does say that Bobby Kotick will serve, continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard for now. Um, it looks like Kotick won't remain once the deal is fully closed after the transition period to Microsoft, though uh, Spencer, formerly head of gaming at Microsoft, is now CEO of Microsoft Gaming, and the company says the Activision Blizzard business will report directly to Spencer. Spencer said, quote, as a company, Microsoft is committed to our journey for inclusion in every aspect of gaming among both employees and players. We deeply value individual studio cultures. We also believe that creative success and autonomy go hand in hand with treating every person with dignity and respect. We hold all teams and all leaders to this commitment. We're also uh, looking forward to extending our culture of proactive inclusion to the great teams across Activision Blizzard, unquote. Uh, so this comes a year after Microsoft acquired Bethesda uh, or ZeniMax Media for, and we thought this was a lot. Remember, remember this. We thought this was a lot. Seven point five billion dollars with a B. So that was seven billion dollars, and we're like, wow, Microsoft's just throwing out the big money. 
for these things. They got they got Zenimax. At the time, that acquisition bolstered the company's first-party Xbox Game Studios to a total of 23 and was seen as a huge boost for Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft now expects the Activision Blizzard deal to close in the fiscal year 2023, which means we might not see the deal approved uh, for up to 18 months. That's a long period of time for the deal to close, but Activision Blizzard operates in a number of markets which could make regulatory approval more complicated for Microsoft. So there's going to be a lot of antitrust uh, investigation into this. I'm sure that the, uh, the, the, at least here in the United States, the, the, the government's, the federal government's going to take a really hard look at this to see if this is something that they should let through, um, to see if this has any monopolistic practices, uh, that, that, that would make the industry suffer and a monopoly in this sense. And if you actually go back, we did a Vogue roundtable with me and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio on Tuesday night. We've uploaded it to our YouTube channel or over the Voice Geeks Network YouTube channel where we actually talk about this for like an hour and 15 minutes or hour and 20 minutes or something. I'll just about this based on what we knew on Tuesday, uh, which was only like the day that everything closed. So there's a lot of speculation. But one thing to note is that uh, a monopoly in this sense is not like a monopoly in the board game. Uh, a monopoly does not necessarily mean you have everything, uh, that you are the only company that offers something. What it does, they do look at is, do you have any tactics that would stop another company from getting into this into the same industry? That is where they're going to look. And Microsoft's been in this before, decades ago with uh, browsers. Uh, there was a browser called Netscape Navigator in the 90s, and uh, Microsoft said, we want that pie, and Microsoft made Windows. So they made Internet Explorer, and they bundled it in with Windows and made it extremely difficult, if not impossible, to install Netscape Navigator onto a Windows system uh, and have it by, and have it be used instead of Internet Explorer. Uh, the DOJ got involved. Microsoft uh, was declared a monopoly, so they had to... Uh, change Windows and change Internet Explorer to not lock out a third-party Internet browser. Uh, and, and then Netscape Navigator went away because they lost all their money because by the time that went down, by the time the judge r ruled that, uh, people were already used to Internet Explorer. They weren't using Netscape Navigator anymore. The damage had been done. But that's what the DOJ is going to look, look at for this stuff. Uh, so there's different ways that they could do this. They could sell off certain divisions, like maybe the King side of things, uh, the, which is mostly mobile games and casual games. The DOJ might be like, well, you can't, you can't have that too. Uh, so King may need to be sold off as a, something different. Um, we've seen this before in television, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, when, uh, Disney bought 20th Century Fox, that came with a whole bunch of Fox Sports regional channels. Uh, TV channels, and here I am. Cloud Culture's like, take a drink. He's talking about sports ball. So they they had all these regional channels, uh, but because Disney also owns ESPN, in order for regulators uh, regulators to approve the deal of 20th Century Fox being bought by uh, by Disney, uh, they had to sell off the regional sports networks because that was making ESPN too much of a monopoly. Uh, even though ESPN is not a monopoly in the sports space, uh, in the sports television space, uh, that was a little bit too much. So there's going to be a lot of things. It's not going to look exactly the way it looks today. And we're not. I'm not even going to try to predict 
what the final deal is going to look like, because it could also mean that Microsoft has to get rid of some of the studios they already have. Uh, you know, they, there there may be some things that need that Microsoft will have to let go of to make this work. As Jeremy Matt says, Microsoft will probably have to split things and sell off properties to make this work. Um, you know, like Xbox Game Studios being a separate identity from Microsoft. Uh, we've seen this recently with Facebook. That's why Meta exists and Facebook and Instagram and Oculus and WhatsApp. They're all separate entities, all owned by Meta. Uh, but and also Google, it's owned by Alphabet. So, uh, you know, we, we've seen this before. So that may be where, where they go. But I don't know. I'm not I don't uh, work in regulatory finance. I am not uh, I haven't even taken regulatory finance 101. So I'm not going to uh, think about what that could mean. Uh, Tire Claw asks, what if they had to split Blizzard? It You have to have a way of making a clear delineation. Um, and I will say that um, when uh, I'm going to go back to a personal story of uh, when I was at my first com- my first job out of college, we got acquired. And it wasn't as big as this. It wasn't as big as, as DOJ. I'm not talking about antitrust, but I'm talking about splitting a part of the company off because that's where this is going, or at least this little two-minute portion that I'm going to talk about is going. So we were bought. We did... Um, Solutions integrate. Uh, we did solutions. Uh, we I worked on uh, database software that manufacturing companies use. That's what I did, and that's what my company did. We were consultants. We consulted through IBM and stuff like that. I worked on some defense contracts. Actually, I was traveling a lot, uh, especially, and I was working when I started this podcast way, way long ago. I was working for this company, and there were times that I could not do this show on Sunday nights because I was traveling. And I had to be on client site on Monday morning, so they had me travel on Sunday afternoon. So there were actually a lot of shows I pre-taped in 2005. Uh, there were a lot of shows I did on Saturday night in 2005, stuff like that. So, uh, it, and my job was not as cool as I just made it sound. Trust me. Uh, it, it was not. I can make it sound really cool, but I'd be lying out my teeth if I told you, like, what I worked on and stuff like that. Because I worked on some... I worked on, and I'm using quotey fingers for people on the podcast, I worked on some really cool stuff, but I didn't actually work on those things. I worked on the system that the people who actually worked on them worked on. Anyway, um, we were bought by a company that also did uh, geolocation, so GIS data. And uh, they, you know, and so then that company that bought my company grew, and then I left the company, actually, a little bit after the sale. Uh, but But they grew, and then... They got sold by a bigger company that had to sell off a portion of that company. And so what they sold off was the consulting business that I was part of. So the acquiring company really wanted the geolocation stuff, the GIS stuff. uh, And then they sold back out and spun off the division of the company that I was bought in. So in order to bring this back to Blizzard... It would have to be a portion of Blizzard that is easily departmentalized and easily sold off. So you can't split, like you can't say, well, we're just going to make two companies that do the exact same thing. You can't really do that easily. Like, I mean, I'm sure you could. You can do anything, really, uh, as long as the feds agree. But you have to have some kind of delineation. I don't think there is a place in delineation of because all Blizzard makes games. 
yes, they work on different franchises, but they still make games. There isn't like a second division of Blizzard that does something different. One thing that we do know, though, is uh, that uh, Business Insider reports that Microsoft is buying Activision uh, in the all-cash deal, and uh, they're not going to keep the CEO. Uh, So... Microsoft will acquire a huge selection of intellectual property and game development resources, game franchises like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush, in addition to major game studios like Blizzard Entertainment and Treyarch. Activision's approximately 10,000 employees will join Microsoft in the deal. One employee who apparently won't be joining Microsoft is embattled Activision CEO Bobby Kotick. He's expected to leave the company once the deal closes, according to sources who spoke with the Wall Street Journal. So I'm going to stop there, and I've, I've said this a couple times. That quote right there, according to sources who spoke with Wall Street Journal, those sources are the exact same PR people that go on the record and talk about things to journalists. It is just as good as a quote from a company spokesperson because it is a company spokesperson who t- talks about, uh, but, but they say things off the record to give color. And so whenever you hear sources close to the situation, it is almost always the exact same Activision spokesperson that gave a quote elsewhere in the article. It's just an off-the-record quote. Those sources uh, said that both Microsoft and Activision have agreed that Kotick will depart once the deal closes, which could take anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Uh, So that happens a lot. In fact, this happened the last time that Activision was acquired. Oh, yes. I don't know if you remember this. Activision was acquired already. Uh, It's just the company that acquired them took on their name. So uh, it was Vivendi Universal acquired Activision back in the 90s or back in the 2000s. I don't know how long ago it was. I think it was back in the 2000s. And installed a new CEO who cleaned house. That CEO's name was Bobby Kotick. So... uh, it is not uncommon for something like this for basically the entire C-suite, which is your CEO, CTO, COO, uh, your chief. That's what a C-suite is. It's like your chief uh, executives. Uh, it's not uncommon for them to all get wiped out in an acquisition like this. Now, this is in stark, contract to, uh, con- stark contrast to what Microsoft said in its press release on Tuesday morning. Uh, The release said, quote, Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard, and he and his team will maintain their focus on driving efforts to further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. Once the deal closes, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, CEO of Microsoft Gaming, unquote. So that's actually not uh, that's basically just saying, yeah, Bobby Kotick contractually is going to be there until the deal closes. And. S. Jaron Matt says the sour tasting part is that Kotick and the board are all going to be walking away with very nice packages. And unfortunately, that is how our economy works. That is how these laws are set up. Uh, that is how these contracts are set up. Uh, it is to protect. There are things in there to protect both sides. Um, and I, I know that sounds crappy, but if I was in that situation and I was embattled, uh, yes, I you know I don't think I should be thrown out on the street penniless, um, and so it sucks to say that, and it seems insensitive insensitive to say that, but that is how our system works right now. Uh, we've been through this in uh, with DragonCon, something that we've talked about here on this show. Uh, one of the founders of DragonCon is a, a convicted child molester. He's not just alleged; he was actually convicted in court. 
Um, so he's on the sex offender registry and all that stuff. So I can say that because he's been convicted in court. This is not alleged or anything like that. But he still owned a piece of DragonCon. And so for a long time, DragonCon had to pay him out or pay him his share of the yearly profits, even though he had nothing to do with the company anymore because that's how contracts are designed. So you can't get shut out. Uh, because there are contracts that benefit both si- or that protect both sides. That's how a good contract should be. Uh, so DragonCon did eventually have to buy him out. They basically created a new company to buy out all the original owners, uh, and and that's how they finally got that person taken off of the books. Uh, and that is also when the star, the asterisk, got got taken out. Uh, that was the point when the company changed. The new company is like, nope, the star is gone. The little asterisk is gone. And Questbuster says, Golden Parachutes at that level are literally written into their legals as a matter of course. And uh, and Breakman says, Penniless, the man is worth a fortune. Yes, the man is worth a fortune because of these contracts. And so a lot of people want him to not get the benefits of the contract. They do not want Microsoft or Activision to honor his contract, which there is still a way to do that. Uh, but it really depends on court cases, civil cases, uh, you know, in the justice system. And we don't know if that's going to pan out. Um, and so and E3VL even says there's no protection against sexual harassment, unfortunately, which is very, very unfortunate. Um, and as Jared Matt said, if it came out that Kotick were to get let go now, outside of this deal, Activision Blizzard King would have to owe him $250 million to buy out his stake. And they're already in battle. We'll get into that in a little second. They probably can't afford that $250 million right now. And Questbuster says there was talk that they could claw back some of Kotick's compensation, but that's a whole other can of legal worms. And remember, Kotick's not penniless, so he can get some really good lawyers and fight all this. So do you really want to go down that path, or do you want to just let this play out? And that's probably that's the unfortunate business decision that has to be made here. An investigation by the Wall Street Journal detailed several specific examples of harassment and and rape at Activision. Kotick was not only aware of these claims, but in at least one instance reportedly intervened to keep a male staffer who was accused of sexual harassment, despite the company's human resources department recommending he be fired. At the time, Xbox head Phil Spencer said in an email to staff that Xbox was, quote, evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments, unquote. Microsoft further addressed the issues at Activision during its investor phone call on Tuesday. Uh, uh, Satya Nadella, the Microsoft CEO, said, quote, we believe it's critical for Activision Blizzard to drive forward in its renewed cultural commitments. We are supportive of the goals and the work Activision Blizzard is doing. But we, and we also recognize that after the close, we will have significant work to do in order to continue to build a culture where everyone can do their best work, unquote. It sucks from a moral perspective. And I completely see that it sucks that he's going to be there for 18 more months and then he's going to get a whole lot of money. Um, that sucks from a moral perspective. But there are other people that get forced that if the protections weren't in place like that, other people who are more innocent would be able to get forced out uh, without compensation by people who disagree with how they run things. S. Jared Matt says, uh, the only hope is that civil suits from all the harassment cases get settled and those affected will get compensated. None of these civil trials will see the light of day. They will all be settled. 
And uh, Questbuster says Hewlett Packard imploded under Carly Fiorina and a merger she helped usher in. Yet after she finally left, she received a golden parachute. And yet that's unfortunately in order to get high level CEOs, um, you kind of have to have those kind of that's how you sweeten the deal. Uh, severance packages. I mean, you even see this uh, at, on lower levels. You have severance packages uh, when you, for certain tech companies. Um, and some of that's in your contract because uh, when you get to be at that side, uh, at that level, there needs to be some repercussions for uh, leaving early, for breaking the contract and leaving early. Uh, there isn't that much maybe at the employee level like where you and I are. Um, you know, I live in a state where either one of us can walk away from the company for any reason at any time. Uh, that's legal in my state, but that's also because that's what's in our contract. Um, so it, it's kind of thorny because if you think just morally and emotionally, yeah, this sucks. But this is there. This these laws are on the books for a reason and is to protect others who are a little bit more innocent. So let's move a little bit away from the CEO situation and talk about some of the platitudes that have been made later on in the week towards other uh, gaming systems. And yes, we're talking about PlayStation. So we're, let's talk about PlayStation because PlayStation for the past couple of years has been the home of Call of Duty. They've even like said that on stage. They've done E3 presentations and stuff. Uh, so what happens now? Uh, the Verge reports that Sony has responded to Microsoft's blockbuster proposal to buy Activision Blizzard with a comment on what that might mean for future games like Call of Duty on PlayStation consoles. Uh, they, a spokesperson told the Wall Street Journal, quote, we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform, unquote. That statement's wording is less than definitive, so it's not surprising that Sony would expect Microsoft to honor any con existing contractual agreements regarding PlayStation games, as it did when PS5 console-exclusive Deathloop was released after Microsoft's acquisition of publisher Bethesda Softworks. Once existing agreements expire, it opens the door for Microsoft to pursue Xbox exclusivity for many franchises it's acquiring. That's something important to know, is that these contracts are not in perpetuity. Ever. There is no unlimited Call of Duty. There is no contract that says every single Call of Duty game ever made has to come to PlayStation. That contract, nobody would sign that contract. No competent lawyer, and yes, there are such things as competent lawyers as much as you might disagree. No competent lawyer would allow that to, to exist, that contract to exist, because that contract does not benefit both parties. The whole point of a contract and a negotiation is to find things that benefit both parties. So... I also fully expect Microsoft to fully support whatever existing agreements. We've seen it with Outer Worlds. We've seen it with, with, uh, with Deathloop. Uh, we've seen it with all of that. So we've seen it with Minecraft. Um, you know, we, I fully expect Microsoft will honor those commitments because we have historical evidence that says they do. We've seen this before. We've seen this story before. We've seen how it plays out. The big question is around Call of Duty. The franchise is hugely popular across both Xbox and PlayStation, but Sony has had a Call of Duty marketing deal in place for more than five years. Uh, so PlayStation CEO Andrew House at 2015, E3 2015, said the PlayStation is the home of Call of Duty. 
Sony revealed in November that Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War was the second most played PS5 game for the whole of 2021 behind only Fortnite. Call of Duty also secured both of the top spots for U.S. game sales for the whole of 2021, according to NPD, highlighting its impact on the market. Once Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal closes, if it closes, I think it will, but we're going to use if because it's not set in stone. Sony will be powerless over Call of Duty's long-term future on PlayStation. Microsoft's Bethesda acquisition led to Starfield becoming an Xbox and PC exclusive with Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer hinting that Elder Scrolls 6 will also be an Xbox exclusive. Uh, Spencer said, quote, Activision Blizzard games are enjoyed on a variety of platforms and we plan to support those communities going forward, unquote. It really depends on how the market looks at that time. Microsoft's not going to say no, but they're also not going to say yes. E3VL says price may increase, I'm guessing, of Xbox Game Pass to make up costs. No, they, they, it might. Uh, I mean, we're seeing all this, all these subscription services uh, go up. I, like Netflix just went up again, two bucks. Uh, you know, so that's not unheard of. But it's not necessarily for to pay for this deal because Microsoft has enough deep pockets and enough cash on hand that they can wait this out. Um, they don't need to make back $68.7 billion this year or next year. This is a long-term strategy. They're looking five, six, seven, ten years into the future. They don't, and, and Microsoft has shown that they're not going to make any real drastic decisions. So, I, yes, I'm sure that the price will go up, but that's just because that's what the market's doing. Uh, the the price is going up on all your streaming services, and there's no acquisitions there. And all your subscription services, there's no acquisitions there. So, yes, price will go up, but they're not going to do anything really drastic because they don't need to make this $70 billion back in 2023. They can kind of make this a long-term play. And it's because I think the long-term play for Xbox is more the cloud, and it's more Game Pass. It's not uh, making as much money as we can right this very second. And it's not even really selling Xbox consoles. Their goal is Game Pass. And their goal is cloud. ZenMonkey11 says, hopefully Microsoft will allow the Call of Duty developers to make some new IPs. The devs said they don't make like making the same game every year. Maybe Microsoft will change that for them. Well, you know what? That ties in perfectly to the next thing I have on my list here. So why did this even happen in the first place, why are we even talking about this story? Did Microsoft come in and be like, yo, this is ours. We have, we have some money. You want to just, you know, let's, let's give, you know, we've got some money and we're going to take you. No, that's actually not how that happened. VentureBeat reports that Activision Blizzard leadership and key ownership wanted to sell. And they were shopping themselves around. In early November, the company brought that proposition to Microsoft. Xbox began working on the deal immediately, and the details came together over the holidays. Now the two companies have agreed to terms on an acquisition that will close by the end of Microsoft's fiscal 2023 in June of next year. But how did the industry get to this point? It's all about the volatility of making AAA big-budget games. ZenMonkey11's point right here. Activision Blizzard's future was more uncertain than ever and only because of the investigations into the alleged civil rights and violations in its studios, not only because of that, but making massive blockbuster games was reaching an unsustainable level. 
While the publisher continues to have some of the biggest hits in the world, it has found it is more challenging to commit resources to games outside of the Call of Duty brand. And in an industry where talent is in high demand, Activision struggled to attract the people that actually make the games. The company needed a reset, and that led its leadership to consider the possibility of selling to a larger corporation. This might seem counterintuitive because Activision is responsible for the biggest franchise in the console space. Just yesterday, industry tracking firm the NPD Group confirmed that Call of Duty Vanguard was the number one selling game in the United States in 2021. Number two was 2020's Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. So Activision tapped out Call of Duty and didn't know what to do next. So... Over the course of the pandemic, Activision's revenue grew and the publisher responded by reinvesting into Call of Duty. That continued a trend. Instead of a single annual Call of Duty product launch, the publisher peeled out parts of that product into a free-to-play Battle Royale shooter and a mobile version. All of these parts are successful, but they are also all likely encountering an upward climb in terms of growth. The pandemic is seeing occasional stutters, and gaming can no longer rely on people stuck at home to turn on their consoles and phones. So the only way to truly ensure bigger returns for Call of Duty is to put a lot of development into improving the games. This is the biggest problem for Activision. The industry is flush with cash for senior developers that want to leave to join other studios or start their own. That talent is often choosing to skip over Activision, and it's headline-attracting toxic work environment. Uh, it's difficult to make bigger and better games every year with fewer and less experienced developers. Um, this is where Activision traditionally would have turned to Blizzard to fill in the gap, but it is facing a potentially grimmer free future. World of Warcraft, the once dominant massively multiplayer online game, is bleeding subscribers with no end in sight. A similar exodus of talent due to an equally hostile work environment, reportedly, has forced Blizzard to delay the release of Diablo Immortal, Diablo 4, and Overwatch 2. Activision Blizzard is in a deep hole, and the current leadership did not want to dig its way out. But don't feel bad about them. This was too predictable. Activision's creative model was only ever possible in an industry where talent was so abundant and willing to sacrifice that they would put up with low low pay and frat boy leadership. It is no coincidence that the company's disintegration accelerated the moment the pandemic caused the labor market to tighten up. Now, also realize that... um, what Activision wound up doing is they took all these studios that they had bought and made them work on Call of Duty or made them work on Diablo, even if they weren't really part of that. And that wasn't what they were designed to do. I think of like Toys for Bob, right? Toys for Bob was, I believe they were most known really for Skylanders. Except now they're doing Call of Duty. And I don't think that Toys for Bob, which is Toys for Me, not... Kotick, but Toys for Bob, I don't think that anybody joined Toys for Bob wanting to work for Call of Duty. And, and so so I'm sure that a lot of people that worked there that were very talented were like, I want to make more games like Skylanders. I don't want to make Call of Duty. So the current concern now is the specter of market consolidation. Does Microsoft have too much power by taking over one of the biggest publishers in the world? Maybe, but the alternative wasn't working either. Activision was independent. It was known for treating employees poorly and its women and minority employees even worse. The glimmer of hope here is that Microsoft's alternative incentive structure of Game Pass with its subscription fee will unlock some of the creativity of the developers that Activision smothered with annual Call of Duty releases.
The consolidation is probably more frightening for in independent studios looking in from the outside, though. If Game Pass grows into the dominant gatekeeper of what succeeds and what doesn't, that could lead to a lot of people getting left out, while Xbox hoovers up more and more of the in industry's revenue. Um, so again, uh, it's not like the system we have is great right now. Independent studios struggle because the industry is producing more games than ever, and we have a stark system of haves and have-nots where a few games break out and everyone else struggles to earn a living wage. These problems are more deadly than they should be in the United States because we do not have universal single-payer health care. That's according to this article, VentureBeat. Uh, but even as Microsoft takes over acquisition, that is not the end of the story. Talent that is currently at Blizzard, Infinity Ward, and Toys for Bobs will almost certainly depart in the next few years to start their own studios. And investors, with the hope of an eventual Xbox acquisition payday, will fund those new ventures. And this broken system will continue, and hopefully... We'll get plenty of good games, and developers are able to feed their families. The Breakman says, yep, it sucks. Corporate America, catch 22. S. Jaron Matt says, there was also a story in the Wall Street Journal that came out during the peak of the harassment news that ABK was looking to change the narrative. And one of those ideas was to buying a tr gaming trade publication like Gawker Media, Kotaku, or PC Gamer. What I'm getting out of this, and there have been a couple, because everybody's starting to speculate, like, ooh, what could come back? You know, because, like, Phil Spencer likes Guitar Hero. He'd like call, uh, Guitar Hero to come back. Uh, there's been talk Activision owns many of the old Sierra Online portfolio. Uh, and so now Microsoft will own the King's Quest and the Space Quest and stuff like that. So maybe we'll see a return of that. Um, there, there's a lot of things that Activision owns that Activision isn't doing right anything with right now because it's not Call of Duty. So there's a lot of hope and there's a lot that, that we might actually see some of that and it might be a good company again, one that we can support, uh, one that people will be honored to work for again. There, there's a lot of hope there and it could be a good thing. It could also be disastrous uh, in terms of market consolidation and all this stuff that the DOJ is undoubtedly going to be looking into for the next 18 months. So the Breakman says, can Microsoft buy Konami next? I miss Castlevania. Uh, you got to realize, because we've heard this before. We talked about this on the Tuesday night stream as well about Konami. Uh, Konami's doing just fine. They're just not in the industry that you want them to be in. Konami's gambling business with their slot machines and their pachinko and their pachi slots. They're doing just fine. They're not on the market right now. And I don't think Microsoft wants to get into the gambling business because Konami is primarily a gambling, uh, gaming, a gaming company in the gambling sense with your slot machines and your pachinko. That's what Konami does now. The Regman says, I know, but I miss, still miss Castlevania. Sad face. And Mike Depp says, yeah, Konami is like fourth top in uh, the, the fourth biggest one in value. Yeah, no, there's... And and this there are many other independent studios left. Konami's out there, but Square Enix is still independent. Ubisoft's still independent. Um, you know, Epic Games and Valve are still independent, even though Epic Games is kind of owned by Tencent, so it's kind of up there in the Tencent thing. Um, so I guess Epic Games really isn't independent anymore. They were for the longest time, but Valve is still independent. Um, there, there are plenty. Take two. So this is not everything. Like, we, the entire gaming industry doesn't work for Microsoft right now. Remember that Sony does own a, uh, its fair share 
Uh, in fact, before this acquisition happened, Sony owned more studios than Microsoft did, and that was including all the Bethesda acquisition stuff. Uh, and and so there's going to be some exclusivity, and it's going to going to hurt some people the wrong way. Uh, you're not you're still never going to play God of War on a Microsoft console. Uh, Spider Man is not going to come to a Microsoft console. And I know you're going to say, but Bobby. Pop culture, take a drink. MLB The Show is on Xbox now. That's not because of Sony, even though it's a Sony game. That's because Major League Baseball said, if you don't bring this to Xbox consoles, we're not going to renew the license. And Sony's like, we want that license. We want that license, so we're going to we'll replace, we'll release MLB The Show on, on Xbox consoles. So uh, I'm going to take a very quick music break, read through chat, and see what people were talking about. Uh, if you want to call in about this, we're actually going to have a little bit of time. So go over to our uh, green room, uh, slash discord, go into the green room voice chat channel. That way I can see you and I can pull you in. We can talk about this, uh, or about Taiko Natsujin coming to game pass. Cause that's really the bigger story. What am I, ta- what am, who am I kidding? You're participating with the Bobby Blackwell show. You're in the voice geeks network at twitch.tv slash network. Wait, you don't know Kamoshida? Are you for real? For real? For real? For real? What up, everybody? This is Max Middleman, voice of Saitama and One Punch Man, Ryuji in Persona 5, King in Seven Deadly Sins, and a whole host of other characters. You are participating in the Bobby Black Wolf Show. Get it? For real? For real? For real? For real? For real? Not part of this deal is Persona 5. You can't play Persona 5 on an Xbox console, unfortunately. Uh, I think they're getting an arena game or something, but no, not for real. You're not going to be able to get that. If you want to leave a bumper, uh, you do not have to be uh, portraying any anime characters. Uh, all you got to do is send me an MP3 or a video of just your voice saying what well, you're watching uh, or you're participating with the Bobby Blackwell Show or however you want to say we're coming back to the Bobby Blackwell Show. I will choose what DMCA violation to put behind it, so please don't put music behind it. Uh, and then we'll pl- uh, show it here on, on, on the show. So uh, people in chat are talking about like what games they want to see remade. And if you're ever wondering why we get so many remakes in this industry, why don't they do anything new? Why doesn't anybody do anything new? It's because all people are talking about, especially in our little microcosm of a chat room, which is not very big. Uh, it's, it's, you know, I, a lot of great dedicated individuals, but it's not very big. All they're talking about is, well, I want them to, to make a remake pin, uh, Pitfall or River Raid. Or, or you know, Oink. That I, nobody actually said Oink except for me, but but you get the point. But they want remakes of these old Atari uh, of Atari classics that were made by Activision. Um, and Breakman says I like remakes and remasters. Uh, and Questbuster says River Raid, but like Ace Combat. That's why you get a lot of remakes and remasters is because that's what a lot of people want. And even if you don't want it. Chances are somebody else does. And that's that's actually a very hard concept to master, uh, especially when you're in this online space and, you know, understand that just because you don't like something doesn't mean that somebody else doesn't. Um, and, and I've had to kind of like stop myself at times from uh, going down this path of, well, I hate it, so it shouldn't exist. No, that's that's not the the attitude that you should be taking. That's not a healthy attitude. Um I don't like first-person shooters, but I'm never going to sit here and say that Halo shouldn't exist. So, 
uh, you know, I don't like stealth games at all. I would rather play a Halo, which I have played. The I played the second mission in Halo Infinite last night. Uh, I would rather play that than play Metal Gear Solid. I do not like stealth games, but Metal Gear Solid absolutely has a right to exist. Um, I mean, obviously it doesn't now because you know Konami's making slot machines, but you, you know what I'm saying. So uh, nobody's in the green room. Uh, so one day we'll, we'll, we'll do that and we'll actually have somebody call in, but coming up next, here is a very special episode on voice of geeks network. Orange lounge radio is three people out in Sacramento, California. They talk about games for much, much longer than I do. And, uh, we like to check in with them and, and see what's going on because tonight is a very special episode, a huge special episode. And we like to like to check in with them. Uh, Sacramento, are you there? Hi, how are you? Yes, hi. I, I'm I'm doing well. So uh, obviously nothing happened this week. So I mean, it's it's going to be a very light news week uh, for you to step, celebrate your very special episode. Yeah, there was there was nothing that caused us to say maybe we need to go live before Sunday yeah, before the news gets nothing dated already. I mean, Tycho Notet's Gene is coming January thirtieth. Text Xbox. Well, we have Game a little time on that. That's the yeah. good news. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, t- tell everybody what this special, very special episode, which is probably going to be like all the other episodes, but it's got a very special significance. Yeah, it is. A, it is a nice round number. We like ri- round number episodes. And tonight is episode 900 of wow. Orange Lounge Radio. That's nine zero zero as we are in our 20th year of broadcasting. And I know you might be thinking, well, wait a minute, 20 years times 50 weeks, uh, 52 weeks in a year. Shouldn't you be at a thousand by now? But, uh, you know, it, it we take holidays off and you know things like Dragon Con. There's not usually a show Labor Day weekend. So, you know, uh, we do end up taking a few shows off a year. Not a ton, though. Um, all th- when you know it adds up over twenty years. Uh, when all said and done, maybe like six shows off a year, if that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, like unexpected things that come up, um, such as some of the internet problems that's been mm-hmm. happening um, here. But uh, I, and unfortunately, I I'm not um, feeling great that those internet issues are not going to magically go away tonight. However, I do have an exciting update um, that I've talked about on my personal social media, and I'll get into that a little bit on OLR, that um, it won't be much longer we have to deal with that, I promise. So uh, let, let, let's talk a little bit about the, the actual news that happened this week. And we, we spoke at length, and it is up on our YouTube channel. Uh, on Tuesday night, we, did a, we revived the Raw Roundtables for the first time in like over a year. Uh, and yep. the Roundtable had me and Rob at it. Because that's that's what we do, um, and we talked all about this merger. But now that more information has come out, uh, do you still stand by a lot of the stuff that you said? Which I'm I'm sure you do. But like, has has your opinion changed, or have new things come to light in the past four days that uh. that we might get into tonight? Um, I don't think a lot has really changed on my position since um, Tuesday, which, you know, is still there's a long way to go. Um, And, you know, we'll we'll have to clear all those different hurdles. But it is I I think we have a much clearer picture now than we did that day that that, the future of Activision Blizzard King does not have Bobby Kotick in it, which um, is definitely to uh, noted to stop and applause. Um, It's it really stinks that he's going to get such a payout 
for ruining that company to the point that it was able to be purchased in this manner. And um, I know that, you know, they still paid kind of like a, a, a bit of a higher stock. But, but again, as, as some of the things you kind of talked about where the company was kind of looking to change the narrative and was looking to see in November. I mean, let's be real. Bobby Kotick ruined the company and he's getting rewarded for it. And I think that's why we all hate it. Like we hate to see the bad guys win. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that's the part that's frustrating. Um, but at least the road ahead looks better. Um, I know uh, maybe anti-Microsoft people, which I, I can't believe that's still a thing we deal with is anti-anything in this industry, but yeah. it, it is. I, I get it. It's it's silly YouTube stand culture and all that stuff, but um, I, I realize it might not be the great news for them, but um, I, I, re- I, I really can't. Even if I was like a hardcore, like I hate everything Microsoft, I love Sony blah, 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 and all that stuff, I, I, I still don't know if I would be able to see how this could be any worse than where they were at under Bobby Kotick. Yeah, because already we weren't touching any of their games. And so no. that that's good. that has – and I'm sure that the people, the leadership and the ownership – uh, I'm sure they saw that trend and they saw what was going on and the narrative and how it was taking hold. And so something had to change and right. they probably couldn't afford uh, right now to get rid of Bobby Kotick and pay him the golden parachute that's in there. And I'm sure that there's different parachutes based on if the company is acquired. Um, yeah. I know that a lot of contracts like that, even Mike, and I'm not even in, in leadership, even at my company, like there are different things that happen if I get laid off or if the company gets acquired, like I, mm-hmm. I am entitled to different things, different things happen contractually. Uh, so um, I, I'm sure that that's part of what it is, but it really does show that, uh, you know, they, they try to put all their eggs in one basket into Call of Duty and that kind of backfired. And now this is where we are. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad, at least, that the um, media is kind of holding Bobby Kotick accountable and is not buying into the narrative that he's trying to create about the whole, like, well, because Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2 got mm-hmm. delayed. Well, whose fault is that, Bobby? Like, yeah. you know, there's a not not you, Bobby, that Bobby, um, <laughs> bad Bobby. Um, but there's there's a whole um, yeah, there's a whole report as, as a, and a I, former current question mark Overwatch producer kind of tweeted dragging Bobby Kotick that like, you know, it was uh, the, a lot of the delays in Overwatch 2 were, were directly the cause of him and creating these overtime crunch things that, mm-hmm. that ended up going nowhere. So, um, again, I, I, even even if I were the most hardcore Sony anti Microsoft person in the world, uh, I Call of Duty will still be in a better place because of this yes. than it was. Can you really look me in the eye, fanboy, and say Call of Duty was in a great place mm-hmm. right now? Uh, the Breakman asks, and I, I wanted to bring this up. The Breakman asks, I miss playing Blizzard games. I don't know if I should end my boycott or not. Uh, that is totally on you and what you know of the situation. Like Nobody's going to look down on you for playing Blizzard games. Mm-hmm. But you can take solace in the fact that if this goes through, uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And even if this doesn't go through, things are set enough in motion that maybe Plan B also is better than this Plan A. Uh, but it is still totally up to you. Um, you know, the, just just we can see the light at the end of the tunnel now, and it's eighteen months away. So, if you want to bank on that light being still being there in eighteen months, then you then I think you should you can. Uh, but that is totally up to you. 
and your yeah, personal that is that is for you to decide and nobody else to judge um and uh you got to do what works for you for me personally um actions speak louder than words mm-hmm. um i i like that there is a path i like that we have a future that doesn't have bobby kotick involved in it um, I'm not sure it's getting here fast enough, but let's see the impact that this ultimately has on the work culture. Um, do the Activision Blizzard workers, are they able to unionize the way that they want to? Um, and so because, you know, those conversations aren't stopping because of this uh, and so on. I, I think there's a lot of questions there and I need to see some action that makes me feel better about where they're at. Besides these words of intent, we've made a deal, all this stuff uh, right now today for me. It's it's the same, and I, I don't plan on supporting or talking about Activision Blizzard products for now. But mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll see some meaningful action that will make me rethink that. And, I mean, from that the, the last article I, re- I read about, like, the, the why this happened, they concentrated on Call of Duty. But, you know, uh, World of Warcraft subscribers are down now as well because of that critically acclaimed MMO, Final Fantasy XIV, that has a 14-day free trial and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm going to say this, Bobby, as the resident Final Fantasy 14 fanboy, and you know that Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. Um, I think Final Fantasy 14 showed that there can be another MMO that's great. Mm -hmm. But World of Warcraft, the the, the big killer of World of Warcraft was World of Warcraft, Mm -hmm. period. Um, it just Final Fantasy 14 just showed all those people that have held on to World of Warcraft so long because of the community and all that stuff that like. Another MMO can work, you know, it, yeah. it can, you can find community in another MMO. And I think it took a long time for a lot of people to get there. Um, and that and that's that. But but uh, Blizzard has only themselves to blame. Uh, well, and and their Activision corporate over- overlords yeah. when it comes to World of Warcraft. I'm just bitter that EverQuest got stomped by World of Warcraft 20 years ago and I just haven't gotten over it. EverQuest is still going, though. Those I servers know. are still on. I know, but they just they got stomped into almost irrelevance, unfortunately. Almost yeah. irrelevance. Because like, most almost. people don't think of EverQuest anymore. But it was, what, 20 expansions? Are, are yeah. they still making it, cranking out expansions for that game? I, I don't know if they're still cranking out expansions. I know Sony got rid of that studio. Like I don't think it's run oh, by Sony oh, anymore. Because right. Sony, Sony right. owned it, and Sony spun it off and got rid of it. Yeah. So now it's like Daybreak Entertainment, I think, is who owns it now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They tried to do EverQuest 2. That they shut down because everybody just kept playing a regular EverQuest. So that's why there's 20 expansions. Um, so ZenMonkey11 says, EverQuest will always be the king and queen. I, I agree. That that was my first MMO love. So um, what else are you going to be talking about on OLR tonight? Uh, because... This is probably only going to last. I don't know how long you're going to be spending on the Activision story, but what else happened this week? Because all the other stories I saw, they're like, nope, we're going to pull that for this week. We're not going to announce anything this week. Everybody's talking about Activision. There were some things, although it does get into some more of the uh, gaming culture side of things a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. as far as like the news goes, um, PlayStation 3 games have been spotted on the PlayStation 5 store. And this is really ramping up the talks about backward compatibility perhaps being imminent on Sony, although it was supposed to happen today. 
uh, and it doesn't appear that much has happened on that front, but we'll see. Um, on the culture front, um, a, a, the Game Developers Conference uh, published the results of a survey on toxicity in the workplace. Uh, we'll talk about those results as well. And uh, a lot of people complaining about the Nintendo Switch online emulator and how it really was uh, screwing up emulation in uh, Zelda uh, Ocarina of Time. Surprising update, Nintendo fixed, well, I shouldn't say fixed, Nintendo updated the emulator with fixes. Um, and I think a lot of people didn't think that would happen. So we'll talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that tonight. Maybe they pulled Sardu's uh, netcode from mm-hmm. GitHub. No, it was the there was never an N64 version that no. uh, emulator that that no. guy did. Uh, but it's funny to think about. Yep. All right. Orange Sounds Radio episode 900 is up next. Thanks so much, Rob. It's this 90 times. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so that is it for me. I will be back uh, next Sunday night with my paltry 793rd episode of the Bobby Blackwell Show. So uh, join us live here at the Voice Geeks Network Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash vlognetwork, and uh, interact with us directly. Uh, Twitter at Bobby Blackwolf is where I am. Uh, Twitch, uh, Bobby Blackwolf, if I do stream over there, that's where it would be. Uh, but also our YouTube channel over at Voice of Geeks Network, that has been updated recently. That VOG Roundtable where Rob and I talked on Tuesday night gave our hot takes uh, that we can definitely look back at in 18 months and say, wow, look how wrong we were. Um, so we can look back at that then. But also the uh, the segment from last week uh, with the speed run of uh, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past that I did in three and a half minutes. Uh, got to the Triforce, any means necessary, all major glitches, and I show you how to do the glitch. Uh, that's up now on the YouTube channel. That went up yesterday, and hopefully this week I will get some previous uh, stuff that I talked about, and I'm like, yes, this is definitely going to be on YouTube, and I never put them up. Uh, so there's going to be probably a video of the episode where I put together the pinball machine, the Mandalorian pinball machine. That one needs to go up, and then also the when I played games in my inside my legacy 2015 Tesla Model S and showed that. So that was very video-heavy episodes. I never put those up on YouTube. I need to get those up. So hopefully this week is when that's going to be uh, going up. Uh, but uh, if you subscribe to us here on Twitch... Uh, you will actually be able to see those episodes. We have all the video episodes up if available for subscribers. And, uh, you know, if you like the show, tell a friend. If you hate the show, tell an enemy. I don't care. Just tell someone. Uh, the show is not for everybody, but it may be for somebody who doesn't know about it yet. And if you do, subscribe to our Twitch channel. Even if you have Amazon Prime, so you have Prime Gaming and you use the free one on us, that also goes a long way. Uh, but then you get access to our archives and you can see all the unedited version of all these video stuff the podcast version i edit out pauses and some certain things uh no no content but just like pauses and make it a little bit better uh listening experience if you want to see what it actually looks like you got to be subscribed to our twitch channel so uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh hit this button and get out of here and i will see y'all next week uh probably hopefully talking about companies that are not named activision Uh, We'll probably still talk about Microsoft, but hopefully we won't talk about this for 18 months. See ya. A winner is you. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the opinions of the Vogue Network, people who need to hire new voiceover guys, or your mom. Although if Bobby said it, it really should be. This has been a production of Bobby Blackwolf Studios.